Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Welcome again to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke here with Pastor Steve Pearson. On our last episode, we uh, concluded um, that episode kind of at a, a, a very serious note, talking about Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16, on learning uh, wisdom by hating the right things. It is learning to hate the things that God hates and to love the things that God loves. We ended on verse 17 that said, hands that shed innocent blood. And we talked about the very, um, very difficult and devastating subject of abortion and of those who are affected um, by the act of abortion. And I just want to remind uh, those who are affected um, by abortion, which is very common, especially in the United States, um, but around the world as well, is, is that God loves you. And he, and he loves the little one whose life was taken in an abortion. And that little one is with the Lord, in the presence of the Lord, where there's fullness of joy. And there is forgiveness and grace and redemption for those who have uh, been a part of ending that, that unborn life. And so there is a judgment for those who go um, with abortion as something that is justified, and they call it right when it's not right. But for those who have been affected by it, know that God is a forgiving and loving and gracious God. And and Pastor Steve, you, you mentioned you know last time that that abortion has a ripple effect. That's not just the the end of the life of an innocent baby, but it's also the the devastating impact upon upon the mother and the father and and everybody in the life. You know, just just that impact, like that God's heart grieves. Yeah, over those affected by that, and so we don't ever want to make light of that. We don't also want people to to think that God is angry with you, mad at you. Yes, He hates that sin, and and for those who who would justify it, they would say that that evil is good. You know, God, God is opposed to them. That is an offense yes. to God. But the, for those who have who have been trapped, you know, you were you were lied to, you were deceived, you you made you made a wrong sinful decision, and you regret it know that there is forgiveness and there is grace That's right. for you at the cross and, right. and by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. And so we've been talking for the past few episodes, and we will for a while, from the book of Proverbs, we're talking about living wise. And in living wise, one of the things that we do is we begin to see things the way God sees them, whether it's the good things that we should pursue or the bad things that we should avoid. And in, and in this passage— Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 through 17, we're learning how to hate the right things. There are six things the Lord hates and seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a long tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that make haste or unto evil. A false witness who breathes out lies and one who sows discord among brothers. In our last episode, which you can listen to again at shoutsofgraceradio.com, we talked about a haughty eyes, a lying tongue, um, tying in a lying tongue to a false witness who breathes out lies, and hands that shed innocent blood. Pastor Steve, we have a few more here we want to talk about. Uh, a heart that devises wicked plans, 
feet that make haste to run to evil. And although we touched on it, there's also the one who sows discord among brothers. Mm. Let's start there with a heart that devises wicked plans. Well, I think I think the one person that comes to mind who is actually guilty of all seven of these in mm. Scripture is Haman. Yes, right from the Book of Esther. From the Book of Esther, we see um, him being the right hand man of King Ahasuerus, and we see him guilty of having haughty eyes. Right mm. when Mordecai would not bow to him, that proud look became so angry and enraged that he went to the king and he lied with a lying tongue to the king and said, there are people who don't honor you when in fact there was only one person. Um, and then of course, um, the hands that shed innocent blood, he, he makes a decree to wipe out an entire, um, race of people in a plan of genocide. Um, he devises a plan of wickedness, which Mm -hmm. we'll talk about. He is swift to run to that evil um, and he's a false witness who bears out lies. And as a result, he sows problems, as it says, the whole uh, city of, of the citadel of Susa was an uproar. You know, there, there was division everywhere. And so he, he really is the embodiment of that. But, but when we talk about a heart that devises wicked plans, what, what is at the center of that, Keith, is that there is, there is this idea that you have a way, you have a desire, you have something you want. And because it cannot be enacted through the natural courses of trusting in God, you decide you're going to devise the plan to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and so, so this is specifically not just talking about a person who doesn't trust God. This is a person who is actually making a plan of evil to go against God or to go against something that God stands for, right? And and so when we look at Haman, and it says a heart that devises wicked plans, at the core of his his belief and understanding was the self acknowledgement, and he wanted everybody to acknowledge. When that didn't happen, he kicked in to a gear which is just sheer wickedness. And he decided, I'm going to devise a plan of manipulation and I'm going to go to the king and I'm going to get him to pass a decree. And in doing so, I'm going to wipe out an entire race of people. But here's the thing, involved with this devising, the word devising a wicked plan is manipulation. Hmm. You are manipulating circumstances, you're manipulating people. And listen, you are not ignorant to it. You are in full understanding of what you are doing, and you are doing it with malice on purpose in order to bring hurt and harm to people, whether it be their reputation or their physical harm. You are doing it on purpose, and God says he hates that. Yeah, he comes against that. When you taught on uh, Haman from the Book of Esther in our recent Providence series at Redemption Hill Church, which if you go to shoutsofgraceradio.com, Right there at the top is a link to Redemption Hill's website, and you can listen to that message um, uh, from the book of Esther. You talked about narcissism, and this is something that this is how we have quantified what this looks like, what you just described, that that there are different levels of narcissism. And all of us, because we're prideful, there's a certain, hey, this is what I want. What what what, what angles do I have to work to to get what I want, you know, it, it could be as something as simple as the last cookie in the cookie jar, right? <laughs> but but on a more serious note, you know, narcissism is where people are willing to do whatever it takes to get their own way, even if it means destroying people's reputations and lives. And 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 that is this is a person who has no boundaries because right. th- starting with that prideful look or that those haughty eyes, I, I've said I know better than God, 
I am better than God. I'm wiser than God. I don't need God. Therefore, whatever limitations, whatever constraints, whatever authority that God has established, we throw all that off. And so it doesn't matter how we treat people, and it doesn't matter what we do to get what we want. And so I think it's very important for people to see that the Bible addresses modern concepts that we wrestle mm. with, the concept of narcissism, um, you know, things that can lead to, to, to even worse things, uh, mm. you know. And, and so so if you are listening to this and you are feeling a sense of maybe guilt or conviction, well, ask the Holy Spirit to tell you what that's all about. You know, are, are you going in a direction that leads to devising wicked plans where, where you are willing to destroy somebody else to gain something for, for yourself? You know, hear the voice of the Lord, hear the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Do something about that. Come to him, repent of those wicked plans and repent of having, having you know, gone against the things that God values in order to obtain for yourself what you want. Hmm. And, and, it, and it's important for us to address it. So this is not necessarily intended to be a broadcast on narcissism, but I think it is important to understand the extent that narcissism can go. And yes. Haman is the, the very, you know, open example in the Bible of, of, a, of a completely told out uh, or sold out narcissist. That's right. In fact, I would I, w- I think in that study, we actually went a step further, too. And we said that that not only was Haman a narcissist, but he was a sociopath. Yes. Right. And and, you know, it's 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 important to note that this this says a heart that devises right. wicked plans. Keith, this is with forethought Strategy. and knowledge. This is not a, oops, flow by the seat mm-hmm. of my pants, I made a mistake, please forgive me. This is somebody who sits and calculates their lives. It calculates what they're going to do, who they're going to talk to with an end goal in mind, that they are going to hurt another person. And and this this not only this this not only accompanies narcissism, but this this goes into the realm of sociopath. And a sociopath is one who has no conscience. Right. They they don't care. They they are looking at the harm and the hurt of another person. And that God absolutely hates. Because God's plan is is not for evil, but what does scripture say? For good. For good. And to give us a, a hope and a future. Right. Right. And so again, you had said just masterfully, if I can say, in, in, in the in the first episode uh, when we were talking about this, that this is a war. Yes. Right? That pride is a war. And you know what? So is lying. It's a mm. war. And so is this one that devises wicked plans because it wars against God's good plans for the people, right? And right. for God's 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 continual desire to mercy give mercy and grace. This actually goes against that and says, I'm going to devise a plan for ruin in this person. And listen, I will tell you this, Keith, I've said this before uh, to our listeners. If you are a person who finds yourself, you know, listening to this broadcast, however, and you find yourself in this place where you are doing this, right? I will tell you this with all the love and conviction that I have in my heart, you do not beat another man's wife and not expect that husband to come after you. If you devise wickedness and you beat the bride of Christ, you are beating the one that God died for and you are in trouble, yeah. big trouble, because now you're going to, into a realm, into a place where you are warring against the God of all creation, and you were made by him, my friend. That's right. And it's important for us to understand we're not talking about ancient truths to make us, you know, 
more successful people in life. We're talking about spiritual values here that have an impact upon your eternal destiny. Paul, when he talks about the last days in Second Timothy 3, he says, in the last days, there will be people who are lovers of themselves. They're disobedient. They're abusive. They're proud. They don't have self-control. They're treacherous. You know, they, and it just goes on to describe these kind of things that people do in the last days when they throw off conscience, and it tells us, uh, avoid them. Mm. Avoid such people, For Second uh, Timothy 3, 5. We're to avoid those kind of people. And I tell you what, I don't want to be the kind of person that, that God no. tells Steve to avoid. Yeah, <laughs> you know what me I mean? Either. I mean, I, I, you know, when we hear this stuff, we should be convicted by the Holy Spirit towards repentance and towards receiving uh, you know the 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 wisdom to to be righteous and to do righteous and to think and believe righteous by faith, and and so hear the warning. You know the 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 truth of God is a, is a sword. You know it, mm. it it's a double edged sword. It says it pierces, you know, to the division of heart and soul, bone and marrow. Like the the most precise, you know, uh, surgeon's scalpel cannot even compare to what the Word of God can do to to get to the heart of the matter for each one of us. Um, so in these things, as we're learning to hate the things that God hates, we're not doing this so we can point fingers. We're That's doing right. this because we want the Holy Spirit to convict us so we would stay in the path of righteousness. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. All right, tough, tough stuff here, Pastor Steve. This is uh, this is a meaty uh, text of scripture, Proverbs chapter six, sixteen through nineteen. We're talking about living wise. We have a heart that devises wicked plans. I mean, the purpose and the intent is to 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 enact evil things against people to obtain uh, their own benefit. We're talking. You uh, you brought up uh, Haman from the book of Esther. Um, kind of expand just a little bit more on how Haman really fulfills uh, these seven abominations that we find in, here in Proverbs 6. Yeah, I think I think the the first one is a proud look, you know, it, what what initiated everything um, was the fact that that Mordecai wouldn't give him the honor that he felt was due him. There was a proud look there, right? Mm-hmm. Um because of that we told we said that he kind of went uh, to the king and he he uh, he told a lie. You know, he basically lied and said that, you know, there there's a people that don't honor you, king, and, and that wasn't true. Right. Um, he he had a um, a um, <clears throat> a a heart that devised evil plan and he, he, he went into mode and into the evil mode and basically planned the, the annihilation of the Jews. Right. Yeah, genocide. Um, yeah, it was an absolute genocide. And, and as a result of that, you know, he definitely caused discord. You know, he, he shed innocent blood. I mean, he was he was seeking to to the heart that 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 wanted to kill an entire innocent people right so so he he really is is the embodiment of this but but i like the part um that that it says that where it says that god actually hates the feet that are swift to run to evil you know when i when i think of that um keith here's what i think of i think of impulsive I, i i think of people that hear something and and without knowledge they simply are swift to run and to grab onto something and partake in evil, not not 
caring whatsoever, not doing their due diligence, just swift to run to evil. There are certainly different applications for it. People who have no conviction whatsoever of sin and anything that's evil, they just run to it, right? But th- this talks about when it says swift to run to evil, it means they, they don't have any kind of discernment, right, as as to where a boundary is in something, right? And we, we can see this with the unsaved, and frankly, we can see this with the saved as well, right? With, with, with the Christians, with the, with the unsaved, we, we see where every wicked thing that's available, people are just running to it, right? We don't care. It's a, you know, you name it, every vice that's there, they're just, we're, we're, we're going to go grab onto it. But you see it with the unsaved or with the saved as well, Keith, because I think of the people that one minute, we're crying, Hosanna, Hosanna, save now, hmm. right? And not, not even, not even, you know, a couple days later, they're swift to run to the other side and say, crucify him, crucify him, right? I, I think there's something in that, that, that Proverbs 18 would address when it says that he who gives an answer before he hears a matter, it's foolishness and shame to him. When we just hear something and we clamp onto it like it's truth and we just, we, 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 we pack it in our suitcase and this is it and we shape our whole, our whole knowledge base and all of our decisions around that thing, we're just swift to run to it. And, and if it's evil that's being spread, we're clamping on to something that's wrong and evil. And God says, yeah, I'm, I'm not into that, right? Because hmm. there, there's, there's, there's more behind that. And I think, you know, using the story of Esther, if we can for a second, the biggest fool in that story, I mean, Haman was, Haman was just a, 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 a wicked man, as right. Esther rightly right. said. But the fool was the king, and he made all that possible. And here's why. It says there that when Haman told him the lie, he gave him his signet ring. Yeah. That is a, that, that is a, if, if you understand what the signet ring was, if you're listening, the signet ring was the king's stamp of approval. And right. once it went into action, there wasn't anything you could do to take that back. And so basically what the king was doing is, here's my, here's my unabated approval for whatever you want to do. Take it and do what you want with. And Keith, every one of us have a signet ring. Mm-hmm. Every one of us have something we put our stamp of approval on. And we better be careful that we're not swift to run to evil and to embrace evil with our approval being that we don't know the whole story. Yeah, I'm reminded of the letter of Jesus to Thyatira when he's talking about Jezebel, right? This this woman named Jezebel. And, and I think we've rightly applied that to a spirit, a mentality, you know, in, in today's world and in today's church. But in the King James Version, Jesus says, you tolerate, hmm. right? He didn't say you, you're doing the things that Jezebel does. He didn't say that you're, you're a partner to that hmm. because of your actions. He said, you tolerate, this is what I have against you, you tolerate those things. Wow. And 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 see, tolerance is something that, that we don't even understand anymore. We throw it around, like tolerance is about acceptance, tolerance is about loving and caring. And it's like, well, that, that can be one version of it. But the tolerance we're talking about is is that if you, by, by doing nothing and saying nothing, you're doing and saying something, hmm. right? And so if you see evil, if you see sin and wickedness, and it's it's... It's hurting people, and it's it's un, un unfettered, right? And you do nothing about it; you mm. are tolerating it. And Jesus holds that holds us to account. And and here, this this king, he's like, oh, you know, I'm 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 too busy with other things. Here's my ring. You know, wh- what we're doing is we're giving approval to things that God doesn't want us That's uh, right. to 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 even tolerate. You That's know, right. to even to even accept as 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 normal or as reasonable. And so when we're learning how to hate the things that God is, is hating, 
we're not, it's not about coming against people. It's not about singling people out or, or picking out people groups or, or, or elevating one sin above another per se. But what it is saying is that there is an order and there is a, there is a way that God has called us to. The Bible calls it righteousness, righteousness, righteousness. And the path to righteousness is one of wisdom. It's where we take what we know about what is right, and by God's help, we do it, we pursue it, we go after it, we get it, we achieve it, we achieve wisdom, you know, or we love the things of the world, we love the things of sin, we love the things of evil, and eventually we become that, we personify that, and and in Haman's case, Haman has a whole, you know, story dedicated to his miserable failure as a human being because he gave complete and total uh, you know, weight to to wickedness and evil. But the king wasn't off the hook, and the king had a big mess to clean up. And it was only by God's grace that that king had a Mordecai and an Esther there to, to, right. to make things right, and God had placed them there for, for such a time as this. So, Pastor Steve, between today's broadcast and the last broadcast, we've talked about the seven things that are an abomination to the Lord, that the path of wisdom, living wise, is learning to hate the right things. Haughty eyes, lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out light, and one who sows discord among brethren. In the last couple of minutes that we have, Pastor Steve, drive this home for us. So if the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, then my desire should be to learn to hate these things. The reality, Keith, is we are in some way because of the human heart we are guilty of all of these things right. you know but these things specifically god is referring to a condition of the heart um th- these aren't things that we oops we slip into right oops i failed or whatever certainly certainly we we would do that in all these nobody intends to sow discord or a christian who's loving the lord doesn't intend to sow discord and sometimes they do it ignorantly or they do it you know being self-deceived but this is talking about a condition of the heart. And so if I'm practicing the things that God hates and it's a condition of my heart and I'm continually doing it, I have got a major problem because Jesus said that you will know people by the fruits. And if I attach a, a, a profession of faith to that, I've got a bigger problem right. because now I am standing for the things that God hates. And so my, my conclusion on this would be, look, if you're a non-believer, understand that this is the condition of your heart. You got a major issue. You have offended almighty God and God wants to forgive you of your sin. He wants to cure you of this heart and start you on this lifelong process of being sanctified or cleaned up or made holy in his image. But if you are a believer and you are finding yourself in this area, you cannot possibly love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love the things that God hates. There has to be a check on your faith and realize Mm. something's wrong inside and you need to bring that before the Lord and clean that up. That's right. And it's as simple as a prayer. Lord Jesus, change my life. Make me a new person. Make me born again and and forgive me of my sins and fill me with your spirit and cleanse me from my wicked ways and, and I'll follow you. If you're listening to this and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, it's as simple as a prayer. And if there's any way that we can help you get started in your journey following Jesus, we would love to talk to you. Visit shoutsofgraceradio.com and get in touch with us that way. And for those of us that that see these kind of things in the world, you know, know that that when you when you see those things and it causes an offense, that God is giving you insight into His own heart, and that our response should be both to proclaim the truth, but also to rescue people 
with the life-changing message of the gospel from the destructive ways of sin. Hey, that's all the time we have today. We've been talking about living wise from the Proverbs here on Shouts of Grace Radio. We look forward to being with you again on our next broadcast. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. That's ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.